What up, y'all? Welcome to episode 24 of the Brave Birds Pod. Man, we had a, another great weekend in week of sports. Hawks, dude, let's talk about them. They are on a seven-game win streak right now, beating the Lakers and the Celtics last week, playing the um, the Raptors right now. Trey is sadly out with a shoulder contusion, so we'll see how they're doing. Right now, as of recording, they're losing 2019 at oh, 2.34 left in the first. We didn't have great high percentage on field goals or three points made, but luckily Celtics had it worse than we did. We're 46% as a team from just from the field, pretty much 39% from uh, three points. So it was a great game till the third quarter. We kind of let it up. Um, they outscored us 30 to 18 and came within one. But then we decided to turn the gear back on and bounce back and outscored them 28 to 15 in the fourth. Yeah, but Trey and John Collins carried our team carried us that day or that day they both went 21 points and nine rebounds collins had four blocks and trey had six assists didn't do too well from the three-point line but hey a win's a win am i right mm-hmm. bogey went off from the bench he got um he was he's actually still recovering from injury so they haven't been starting him so he's just playing from the bench and he went 19 points and then three, uh, three for seven on three points made. So that was late. And then Gallo went four, or fourteen points, five for five from the field, which is such a good percentage. Can't get I, any better. <laughs> I like that they're slowly working him back into the the lineup because that's the last thing is that we that we want is yeah. Bogey to get injured. Hey, I'd like to give my I just a round of applause for Nate McMillan. But yeah, Nick Mc. He's doing so well coming in from last the, year. He was the yeah. So he has made a name for himself. But yeah, it was a great game. Our bench actually outscored their bench 46 to 17. So overall, our, our bench turned pretty uh, solid. Oh, yeah, they have. Even when like our starter goes to the bench, I mean, Gallo is still there. When um, Bogey is on the bench, it's going to be Herder, and Herder freaking puts out. So. Yeah, putting out. Yeah, that is not what you meant to. Oh God! Uh, yes. What? I mean, it's the same thing. Like he does well. We also out rebound them fifty-two to forty-three. So doing real well. Our defense is coming along. I mean, only letting up ninety-two points. We beat the Lakers one twenty-nine to one twenty-one. Got revenge on them from earlier. LeBron didn't play, so he didn't get to play their full strength team. But hey, we still won. Did a lot better on shooting that game. Made 58% of our field goals. Uh, we did out-rebound them 45-38. to 38, And I was kind of scared going into the fourth quarter because we were down by 10. But we went on a tear and um, went on a 38-20 to 20 run in the fourth. So that was huge. Trey got 36 points, 12 assists. Um, but Collins went off as well, 20 points, 11 rebounds. He had three steals, and he was uh, 10 for 13 Shots made. And then, well, Okongwu, this is the game he went off on. 16 points. Oh, awesome. Five rebounds. Um, Nate McMillan actually put Okongwu in at the end of the game over Capella because he was playing so well. Okongwu is so good. Um, Yeah, he's awesome. Like He he's... might be what I even want to call my Lord and Savior. 
<laughs> he is I'm hearing that turn thrown around a lot by other podcast members, and uh, I might I might hop on this train for basketball. <laughs> Honestly, I might too. This is a great pickup for the team, and it's good to have those guys you can rotate in off the bench and still rely on. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is great going to be, or this is going to be awesome for for just the team's health going down the stretch. Yep, and he's going to be such a good sub for Capella. Yeah, but yeah, that's another good another thing of how we're going on this seven game win streak is everybody's been healthy since. But let's see if the bench can clean it up uh, against uh, the Raptors tonight, as they don't have Trey. But everybody else is in, so we are at we are number ten in the East now, and we are finally above the playoff line again. Yeah, um, and we are one game out of five hundred. We are twenty four and twenty five. So I smell um a Braves repeat. Ooh, oh, I like the sound of that. But yeah, so I'm pumped about the Hawks. We got so we're playing Tor- Toronto right now. We got the Suns on uh Thursday, so that's gonna be a tough game. Number one or number two in the in their conference or number one in their conference right now, and they are just on a tear. And then we got Toronto again, and then Dallas on Sunday. Got a good couple good games ahead because I know Dallas has been doing well. They've been coming back, um, putting up good games and stuff. So, are aren't the Suns ranked number one in the West? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And they didn't have a single person make the All Star roster, the starting All Star roster. Chris Ball didn't make it, or Devin Booker. Wow, I don't think that they're. Well, yeah, and it also is kind of silly. It's surprising that those two didn't make it, and Andrew Wiggins did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but Andrew I guess Wiggins... it's more about the fans' kind of vote. I'm pretty sure. I uh, yeah, maybe. I guess. Yeah. But I feel like more fans would still vote for Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, he's been. Him and Devin Booker know. have been making. I don't know. I just don't agree. But yeah, I don't. I didn't vote, so I can't be upset. Well, and it is in the Same. player vote. Like he was behind, he was behind Stephen Curry and John Morant, and like you would have to make a tough argument for either of those guys to not get the starting guard position. But uh, I mean, hey, Zach, we were talking the other day. Steph Curry's not—he's in a slump right now when it comes to his threes. So, oh yeah, uh, and he's uh, in the starting. Could, I think that if anything, that gives you the the ammunition you need to make the argument that Devin Booker should be on the starting team. Oh, most definitely. Whatever. But yeah, he's at us. Uh, Talking about Steph Curry, he's at his lowest three points percentage made in his career, at thirty seven percent. He broke the record, and, and he just broke fell the off. record this year, and now he's just doing so bad. Um, but that's all I got for the Hawks. Take it away, Rhett. Hawks are gonna win the NBA championship. You heard it here first. Okay, going into college basketball, we have a new AP poll out this week. Um, Auburn is still number one with forty nine first place votes. Gonzaga is number two with 12 uh, votes, and that's all the first place votes between these two teams that are holding out the top of the rankings. Going below that, we have UCLA at three, Purdue at four, and Kentucky jumping seven spots to number five. So uh, all that's interesting, and then I'm going to list off the teams that we have that are ranked in the top 25. There's Baylor at eight, Duke at nine, Villanova at 12, Michigan State at 13, Ohio State at 16, and Xavier at 21. Yeah, I think the poll's looking pretty good. Season's, what, 60 days-ish left until we get to the day the bracket's made, so that's great. I think but I I'm... saw John Rothstein's stat said we're going to have brackets in six weeks. Six yeah. weeks from Sunday? Yeah, that sounds that's about awesome. right. That's exciting. So, jumping straight into my teams, 
Um, Auburn beat Mizzou by one with Jabari Smith shooting two for 15, so definitely not the best. KD Johnson scored our last five points to come back and win the game at the last second. Very close game. They happen sometimes, but glad we could pull out the win. And then we went home to face Oklahoma, and we won by 18 points. We had Jabari Smith with 23 points and Kessler with 21. And then this coming week, we have Alabama and UGA. Alabama's kind of scaring me, but, I mean, we beat Alabama at Alabama, but they show up. They have not lost a ranked game this year outside of Auburn. They've beaten Houston, Gonzaga, Baylor, and some other ranked teams, but, like, they've beaten three top five top 10 teams yeah it's so weird if they can beat them why are they not like being able to beat the crappier teams like that like why are they, they show losing up, yeah them? <laughs> they show up like in good games and they're just non-existent in bad games they lost to georgia and georgia was on like a 10 game losing streak yeah that's almost pathetic it's weird it makes no sense like but i feel I'm... like if they played like they did against gonzaga or or utah or any of them they'd be up there mm-hmm. yeah completely um but, I mean, I think we get past them considering we beat them at their house. Auburn Arena is one of the hardest places to play in college basketball this year. So I think we'll be fine. And UGA is UGA. Yeah, how much are your tickets going for again? Uh, Standing room tickets to this game, which is Auburn, Alabama, they're not a ranked opponent, are $285 for standing room tickets. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Dude, that's... Yeah. It's bad. Rhett, speaking about Alabama basketball, you know what they remind me of a lot is Auburn football. They get on these these streaks, and they just go on tears against teams, and it's like, no offense, I heard it from you first. Nobody expects them to be that good. Yeah, I mean, they came into the year projected number one seed and went to the Elite Eight last year, but they don't seem to have a leader in the locker room that's holding them accountable for like they show up at good matches but they don't have someone holding them accountable for the everyday matches when they go to play georgia or some crappy team i think that i think if and this is a long a long shot if because i don't believe they're making the tournament but if alabama makes the tournament i think they're going to lose in the first or second round to a team like providence like so, I think they, I really do think they'll lose to an A10 or a Big East team. Not, not you know, not Villanova, right? Like it. Mm-hmm. Currently in the AP, they're ranked number 26. So they would make the tournament unless they just skid because of their impressive wins. They have a bad record, but they've had so many impressive wins that they're ranked 26. Like, Which they might, yeah. They I mean, lost like, earlier in the week to a Georgia team that hadn't won a game in 10 games, and then come out and beat Baylor, and they fly up in the rankings because they beat Baylor. Georgia basketball, I'm having flashbacks to Purdue football. I, I, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, I, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. Jumping into my next team, Villanova beat St. John's by 11 points. And this coming week, they play Marquette, who's ranked 24th, and UConn, who's ranked 17th. So they should be really good games. They're playing really well. And, I mean, they're ranked number 12. They just need to keep buckling down, win these two games. And after that, they have a few easy games. Duke beat Louisville by nine points, and they're playing Notre Dame as of when we're recording this, but they're winning 46 to 25. So uh, that should be a pretty safe game. Um, Yeah, and they're up to rank number nine. So they've had some bad losses. They bounced back. I think they're tied for first in the SEC with Florida State. It's either Florida State or Miami. And then rounding out my teams, we have Seton Hall, who has really fallen off. They lost to St. John's and Marquette this week. 
They are three and six in their last nine games. At this rate, they're not going to make the tournament. Like they've just fallen off so hard from the beginning of the season. That's sad. Yeah, but it is what it is, and yeah. Um, let's jump into Artie's teams. Okay, so starting with my teams, I'll go with the unranked first VCU. They're sitting at thirteen and six. They are currently in third place in the A10. Uh, and after a big win over then ranked number 25 Davidson, and then just beating another A10 rival in Richmond just down the street, they do play another game against Dayton coming up in the next couple days. Still currently sitting right outside the tournament, but we're hoping that a big showing in the A10 tournament uh, will actually give them that final push and possibly get them into one of those final spots. Uh, after that, we've got 21 Xavier. They're sitting at 15 and five. They unfortunately suffered a loss to number 17 Providence, but they did get a win back against Creighton That's and good. they play Butler next. Yeah, they, they've been playing pretty good. And fortunately for them, a lot of their, a lot of their losses have been to ranked teams uh, or, you know, closely ranked teams. So it's been not too bad, which is why we still see them at that 21 and the record still shows that they have, re- they're relevant. Um, Next up, we've got probably 16, Ohio State, sitting at 13-5. and five. They did come off uh, another good win against Minnesota. Got to win the close Big Ten games. And then, unfortunately, a tough late loss to Purdue after coming back from uh, double digits and getting back within two points and tying it up near the end of the game. Purdue did just pull away at the end uh, and won off of a near buzzer beater to win that game. But... Because Purdue is number six and now number four, uh, Ohio State keeps that number 16 ranking. And then finally, number eight, Baylor. Uh, You know, they were the last undefeated team, but they've suffered three losses since then. Uh, Now sitting at 18 and three, they have beaten Kansas State, but they unfortunately took another loss to Bama. Just another thing that's like we were just talking about there. Bama's one of those weird teams. You think you got them because they lost to Georgia and they've had a couple of the tough losses, but then they're able to beat Baylor. Who's one of the best teams in the country. Um, unfortunately that knocks Baylor down to number eight and we'll see what's going on next for them. What do you have this week? Will? so uh, it's honestly some overall positive news for my teams, which is good. I think the past couple of weeks, it's been pretty split down the middle. Michigan State, yeah, they lost to Illinois 56-55. They lost, at a, they lost a one-point game to the number one ranked seed in the Big Ten. That doesn't really scare me at all. That's if anything, that's that's great. State is right there where they need to be in the running to make a you know to make it first off to possibly win the Big Ten tournament, but that's way too soon to say. And then to make it into the um, March Madness, and to make it, it far in March Madness, but. They just beat Michigan at home, blew them out 83-67. That's great. And then they're going to be playing Maryland and Rutgers in the coming week. They'll play Maryland by the time this podcast drops. So tomorrow for us, it'll be February 1st. You guys will know the outcome of that game. They play Rutgers on Saturday. And these are two of those teams, too, that like you can't turn your back on them. Maryland, I think, is one of Illinois' only losses. And Rutgers beat Purdue, and Purdue is ranked number one. So th- these two wins – these road wins especially will help Michigan State in the rankings. I mean, they're not hurting 
sitting there at number 13. So if anything, this just helps solidify them and, and helps them get a, a ticket to um, to March Madness to the NCAA tournament, which I, I, I mean, you know, you want the best for them. <clears throat> January, February, and then Izzo. But moving right. on to... Will, explain that to me because I saw John Rothen's, uh How are you oh, pronouncing John Rothstein. John yeah. Rothstein. John Say it Rothstein. with me, Zach. One more time. John Say it again. Rothstein. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, I saw that, him post that. What is what is that? Those are his sayings. So, and that's that's the thing is that the so and and um, I want you to, I want you to include this in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I was John, going to. I, I I've talked with Rhett and Rhett. I mean, I, I I Rhett and I agree. This guy is the go-to reporter for college basketball. Oh yeah, he knows everything. He's not, yeah. He's not watching. He's not watching college football in the bowl games. He's not watching NFL Sunday. No, he's watching college basketball. And in the off season, in the summer, he's going in person to the colleges and visiting these teams. It doesn't matter if it's UCLA or if it's Davidson. He's making sure that he makes the rounds. You know, we've seen him. He's shown up at UC Santa Barbara practices. We're talking about summer workouts, summer practices, because that's how invested he is with and and just how how much he dives into the knowledge of college basketball so he's developed this um this reputation that he he basically creates these nicknames for these teams so he's got so for michigan state he's got january february izzo that's what he that's oh, the, the one he has okay. with spartans and he names it he names march izzo because coach izzo for for michigan state consistently makes a tournament Oh. And so, yeah, yeah. So Michigan State, all like, th- th- I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they win. You know, obviously he hasn't won in like mm-hmm. he hasn't won since the 2000. So I mean, it's it's not impossible. It's very difficult to to do that. You know, time in time out. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> unless that's you're t- Coach that's K, the, yeah, yeah. I, well, <laughs> but even Coach K is, you know, he. I mean, he makes a tournament too. But like, what was it two years ago? Duke missed and and they went to the NIT, or was that last year? I think that was last year's oh. tournament. Duke. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, they didn't. They they got knocked out. They were on the they were on the bubble, and then they didn't do well in ACC tournament play. But like, let's take Red Team. He's got for Auburn. He's got Auburn basketball. Welcome to the jungle. Mm-hmm. He's and got he tweets this out after like every win yeah, for each team. Yeah, yeah, and he, and if you look, if you just look through his Twitter, like seriously, follow John Rothstein. If you look through his Twitter, he is tweeting. You know, he knows the stats has them broken down by the top players for the teams. Um, he'll give you stats like the teams haven't won. You know, they've won X number of games in the past three seasons when these guys, when this guy has scored like 10 plus points. Um, but like more nicknames he's got, he's got Villanova, a Fortune 500 company, because they just, the Villanova basketball has that big of a following. And so, like, I, I just, I just love that too. He's, a, he's a good guy, and is constantly tweeting about it. Like, so Zach, one blanket um, tweet that he has, he's from New York. And he, he says three rules to live by. One, never acknowledge the Godfather part, th- part three. Two, don't waste calories on pizza outside of the Eastern time zone. And three, always foul up late three. And yeah. it's just like he, he like, he like, he just has these sayings and people catch on. Like, it's, it's just so funny. Um, what, during the, the, the height of the pandemic and now, you know, he'll, he'll be tweeting out, um, you know, the, we have 
35 scheduled games today. 34 of them are going to play according to schedule without being This postponed. two shall pass. This two shall pass. Yeah, he's just, I mean, like, he, he's a good guy. He's got he's got some catchy sayings, and so that's why I'm so high on John, John Rothstein. I, I love John Rothstein. But um, I think one he's got for Seton Hall, Rhett, is he think he's, I think he's got Seton Hall by stock now. Yeah. Yeah, which, you know, it's a, it's a um, as you mentioned, it's a great buying opportunity because <laughs> they're, uh, they, they have, a lot of room for improvement. So that's where I get that Michigan State saying from. But um, yeah, so moving back to my teams, UNC is, is thank the Lord, getting it turned around. We're on a three-game win streak now. We beat Virginia Tech, beat Boston College, and then just blew out NC State by 20 points, 180. No defense whatsoever for 40 minutes of college basketball. Uh, UNC comes away with three wins. Now about to have two tough games. You're playing at Louisville, and you guys know that that game is tomorrow, February 1st. You know the outcome by the time the pod drops. And then you host Duke on Saturday. I think that the Duke game, the Duke-UNC game on Saturday, that atmosphere is going to rival Auburn-Kentucky. Yeah, we'll see. I, 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 I'm just telling you, man, you talk about top I, rivalries in sports. You've got Michigan, Ohio State. You've got Duke, UNC up there, both in just both in the topic of conversation for the top rivalries in sports. Excuse me? Oh, yeah. And you have Auburn, Alabama. Yeah. I was about to yeah, say, yeah. I'm about to fight you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was talking about like spring sports. You guys are, are, you guys are way bigger college football rivals than, than And Ohio sports. State and Michigan are much bigger but, Football but, rivals, then. But, but that's what I was going to say is that some of these like go both ways. Duke doesn't compare on the football field to to UNC, um, whereas Michigan I mean, and Ohio State usually are are hmm. both seasons, and so it just really depends. I I listen, Red. I'm giving you guys credit. I do not think Alabama should compare. To, like I said, they're like Auburn football, though they just find themselves in these games. But I don't think they should compare to you guys come college basketball season. That's fair. While I do think that Duke and UNC are kind of comparable in football this last season, but other than that, I agree with everything. Yeah, UNC did not too well in football. I mean, uh, Sam sorry Howell, to Artie, sorry to reopen old. Yeah, wounds. what the heck? Why are you gonna just pour salt in my and Artie's wounds? There's just no need to do that. <laughs> um, so moving forward now to St. Bonnie's, the A10 is coming alive. I like it. It's it's it, it's any team's race. St. Bonnie's is middle of the the bracket for or middle of the A10 conference, four and two, just lost at George Mason, seventy five sixty six. They're playing Davidson tomorrow. You'll know the outcome. And then Richmond this coming Friday, February fourth. They play at Richmond, and I think that both of these games, if they're able to lock up wins, it'll help their chances. You know, really solidify them as a top team in the A10. But it's too soon to say. I like what I'm seeing, though, out of St. Bonnie's, but yet still, the the entire A10, and Artie, you might agree with me, I think that the entire A10 is up for grabs. Yeah, I think it really is. There's no defined winner. I mean, yeah, Davidson is probably your top team, yeah. but even they've lost to VCU, and right. Richmond's had good spurts, VCU's mm-hmm. had good spurts, the Bonnie's have had good spurts. It's just been really, really up and down. this whole season and they're kind of cannibalizing themselves i was about to say have you seen the circle the atlantic 10 circle no circle of suck every team it's the circle of suck (laughs) that's what they call it in football okay uh well i was gonna say every team has now like you can connect every team has beaten the next team and then that next team has beaten the next team and it just goes on and on and on all the way back to the original team 
for the A10. Literally called the circle of suck. So now uh, <laughs> brings me to Mississippi State. Zach, I'm going to let you discuss our overtime loss against Kentucky. Dude, it was a great second half. We out or they dominated us in the first half, 37 to 24. But we came back on fire and outscored them 48-35 to tie the game up in the second. Molinar. Is it Iverson Molinar? Yeah, Iverson Molinar. 30 points in the game. He did so well. He didn't make any... I mean, granted, our team doesn't shoot a lot of threes. So I don't really like talk about our threes much just because of it. Because of what we had. 12. We had about 19 tries we were six for 19 they were six for 23 so i guess we do shoot a good bit but i feel like it's not a lot because i compare it to basket to nba where they have much more time and much higher scoring games but yeah molinar went off with 30 points um it was such a good game we just kind of fell apart in overtime but yeah and then we uh went and played texas tech and got smoked by them is texas tech big 12 mm-hmm. yes they are how did we how did the sec wind up uh, uh sec didn't or destroyed the big 12 yeah that's what i was i know we lost so, so i think it finished seven and five but if you look at it baylor who was their top team went down kansas who was their other top team went down and we beat another one of their ranked team we beat three of their four ranked teams that we played Sorry, we so, out there. I mean, it's all good. I mean, we dismantled Oklahoma. Kansas got destroyed at home. Baylor lost to an unranked Alabama. Like, SEC really went in and just beat the Big 12. So, I mean, that's very interesting. Dude, that is. And Big 12 is so good at basketball. It just means more. Yep. But, yeah, we, we lost to Texas Shut Tech up! By a lot. Shut up. It, means, it does. It, means it does. Nothing. It does mean more. It does. I'm sorry. When SEC has two teams competing for the college football playoff and college baseball playoff, has the number one college basketball team, and wins like all of the big sports, I'm sorry. It's shifting. It just means more. And it should mean more. Like, I, I know yeah, that can be put upsetting. all their money into that instead of education. <laughs> Okay, I, we have Vandy I, for education. We don't yeah. have them for anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That is our education. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, we got South Carolina tomorrow night on Tuesday, and then we got Arkansas and Tennessee on uh, Saturday and Wednesday. So Arkansas and Tennessee are going to be tough games. I know they're both really good, so we'll see how that goes. But otherwise, UCLA... Did really well against Arizona. I watched part of that game. They just started off strong and ended strong. Like, it was never, like, a super close game. Maybe came between, like, three points was their shortest lead. But they pulled away. And then they played them again on the third. Otherwise, they haven't really played anyone else. And they're on, like, an eight-game win streak. We're 16-2 and two right now. So, um, then Gonzaga still isn't playing anybody isn't playing gonna play anybody i'm kind of sad because i should have picked someone else but i picked them so i'm gonna stick with them every game has been a blowout their last game they won 107 to like 72 hopefully we'll see how good they are come the tournament and then um syracuse 
We uh, played really good against Wake Forest. We won uh, 94 to 72, but I mean, we're, I still don't think they're. They need to find their old game that they used to have. They're like, they're 10 and 11 right now. We got NC State Wednesday, so we got an ACC matchup coming up. Or, well, I guess we are an ACC play <laughs> or conference play. But yeah, we got NC State and Louisville Wednesday and Saturday. So hopefully we can go good there or play good there. Okay, now that you're done, I can rub more salt in the wound. We also have the top women's basketball teams. We have six of the top 12 in gymnastics. Like any major sports in college, the SEC is dominating. Fine, fine, fine. You can have it. Thank you. Okay, back to your regularly, or regularly your programmed st- content. Zach, would you like to st- go into the NFL? <laughs> so we had a great, another, it was, I still don't think it was good as the uh, divisional round, but that's because there weren't as many games. But this, this, uh, championship weekend was super good it was awesome both games came down to the final pretty much the final play not really the final play for the rams because they did take a couple knees but they still won by three points uh, against the 49ers rat are already you you got you got what you wanted i'm just gonna let you take nfl away the rest of the way yeah i you know i called it so long ago that the rams would be the best team in football Obviously, the best, the best team in football is – don't interrupt me. Nah. <laughs> the best team in football is going to the Super Bowl. But, unfortunately, they're going to lose to the Bengals. Who is the actual best team in because football? Because the Bengals and Joe Burrow have risen from the ashes of what used to be the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, so, already last week you did uh, – or a couple weeks ago you did say – if the Bengals and Rams met in the Super Bowl, you want the Bengals to win, but you said the Rams were going to. So you've changed your mind on it, right? Yeah, I've After changed my mind. The Bengals, he's been... the, the Bengals are going to win because I was reminded by my good friend, Will Barnes, that it is mm-hmm. the year of the Tiger. It is the year of the mother freaking Tiger. And nothing would bring me more joy if during the year of the Tiger, the Bengals won. The Bengals I... and Auburn? Yeah, and Auburn. Oh maybe. my god! I'll root for Wait, I'll root for Auburn. We don't want to okay. root completely for the Tiger because we don't want the Detroit Tigers to win MLB because that's our that's the Braves. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's I'll take yeah. a Bengals championship as long as the Braves can make it far. Because I, <laughs> I was already given one World Series. True. Yeah. I already experienced. A I've learned how to wait. <laughs> okay, time to rub more salt in the wound. This is the only, or this is the second time ever that two former first-round draft pick quarterbacks, or first-round, or first pick overall, sorry, first pick overall quarterbacks have faced off in the Super Bowl. Really? So this is yes, and this is Matt Stafford and Burroughs. The other time was Peyton Manning and Cam Newton. All Rex, SEC you dumb idiots! It's Burrow. Burrow. Continue, Rhett. Even though you are wrong, I'll let you continue. God bless America! <laughs> oh no! No! Uh, sorry, I'm reacting to something else. I'll tell you in a second. Go on, Rhett. Thank you. But this is the second time ever. All four of the quarterbacks that have ever done it have been SEC grads. But this is also the first time no quarterback has ever, and this is a potential to happen this time, no quarterback has ever won the Heisman, won a national championship, and won a Super Bowl. Really? Never done those three things. Only three players ever have done that, and they've all been non-quarterback position players. So Burroughs could be the first quarterback to ever Stop do it. all three of those. Stop things. it. I have some thoughts. Say it correctly. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just funny to do at this point. <laughs> so Burrow could be the first quarterback to ever have those three accomplishments, and he would be doing this in a little over a two-year time period. That would that that's just the catapult to his NFL career. Dude, I would I I love Burrow. He's awesome. Burrow. He's, he's such a cool guy. Did uh did you see after the uh game I sent the picture in the uh group message after the game him and uh Jamar FaceTimed their dads and they all smoked a cigar together. Mhm. I also just realized Cincinnati's kickers his little brother just committed to Auburn to be a kicker for us and I already love it. That's pretty sick. I'm I just very win. excited. Uh, I mean, to pick off, to pick up kind of where we left off, though, uh, with the Rams 49ers game, I'm going to go in reverse order of my joy. Mm-hmm. For the Rams 49ers game, it was a good game. The 49ers certainly had a chance to win it. Garoppolo is the reason why they lost that game. I mean, the late interceptions really, the late interception really screwed him. Barely passing over 50% did not help. And, I mean, Debo Samuel might be a demigod, but Cooper Cup is Zeus. <laughs> so there's a lot of rumors right now that Garoppolo will not be coming back next season for them, and I think that's oh, I completely heard, yeah. warranted. I've heard those. Yeah, I think, I think that's warranted. I think if you have somebody else in there, mm-hmm. of the caliber, that, the caliber that is required of somebody that's getting paid that much, they would they would win you that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was there's a little debate on Twitter on the um, and someone asked. It's like this person has um the Falcons getting the eighth eighth round pick as the cor- uh quarterback, and I was like, no, ridiculous. We need to fix our line and our edge rushers and all that. And then someone commented, he's like, it's it, old quarterbacks aren't good anymore. It's all about the young ones. And honestly, seeing how it's playing out, besides Stafford isn't as young, but he's not super old. He's been in the league for 13 years, dude. Yeah, but he still we has not drive a, a good while. <laughs> Stafford was in the NFL. We didn't even have learner's permits. I think we were still in middle school, Zach. He's not young anymore. But he's not like an Aaron Rodgers or a Matt Ryan where they have two years, three years left. Uh, he's still, Stafford. I would say. Stafford's about the same age as Rodgers, isn't he? Mm, he's I thought to it. Stafford was like 32. I think Aaron Rodgers graduated from Cal like a year or two above. Or Aaron Rodgers yeah. is 38. I think Stafford's like 30. I thought he 30s. was like 32, 33. Matt Stafford 33. is 33. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So he still so, has another five years or so. Hey, so um, speaking of the Rams, can we just talk about Kyle Shanahan and how we're noticing the exact same problems that he had when he was with the Falcons? He he is Kyle Shanahan and a, a, a lead in football is the dog chasing the mailman. He doesn't know what to do once he gets it. He, he I, I and you you can like I know that was a bit of a far fetched analogy, but it's accurate. He no kidding. The reason they beat the Rams first time because they had to they had to come from behind. He's blown multiple second half leads in big games. He did it for us in the Super Bowl. He did it against the he did it in the the last time the 49ers went to the Super Bowl against the was it the Patriots the Chiefs whoever they lost I think it must have been the Chiefs um because it, yeah I think it was the Chiefs like 2 years ago the last time that Tom Brady or that um yeah that Tom Brady was on the Patriots so 2 years ago, two years ago he he did it with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and then we saw him do it against the Rams they were up by 10 points going into the fourth quarter 
Koshahan cannot, like, he seriously, he doesn't know what to do when he gets a lead. And while I'm at it, we should trade for Debo Samuel. Anyways, let's go. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. Ridley for Debo. How about, how does that sound? Uh, we'd have to trade, we'd have to trade the world. <clears throat> we'd have to trade Ridley and picks, and I don't want to do that. We need to trade Ridley for picks. But yeah, already that 49ers-Rams game was a good game. I'm happy the Rams got it, headed to the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford, I, I was a huge Georgia fan when he was at Georgia. Oh, and yeah. And I went to Mississippi State, so I'm so happy he's in the Super Bowl. But the Bengals story is just what what gets me and why I want to get the Bengals to win. It's, it's, quarterback. it's America. Everybody, it's America rooting for uh, the Bengals in only L.A. and then um, Detroit are rooting for the Rams. Yeah, I, I mean, Burrow played fantastic. 23 of 38, 250 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Mixon was able to put up 88 yards against that defense, which is still really good. Um, and they were able to move the ball decently well, especially in the second half. And the Bengals defense, wow. They just really stepped up in the second half. I thought it was over. When it was 21-3, I thought it was over. I, I, I believed. Artie, I want the record to show that your good friend Will Barnes believed. No, because I texted I, I texted y'all in the group chat. I was like, hey, good good uh, season art. It was, a t- it was a good one. Yeah, it's yeah, all because Zach gave up so early. And tell him the rest of the. Tell him what else you said, Zach. What else did you say? You said. Oh, I you said, said that, if the Bills can't beat the Chiefs, I don't think anybody can. And I got, I got shown up. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take the L. That's fine. You guys, we gotta stop. Listen, guys, we just have got to stop going against Joey Franchise. He is that good, dude. He's so good, dude. Yeah, and he is such Shiesty. a good leader at being this young. What is he? Twenty four. It's definitely if, one yeah. of those, like, <laughs> follow my lead. I know I got this. I believe in you guys. Let's go make it happen kind of mentality. Yeah, but Dude, he, we... he, like, brings people, all his team together. It, it took Joe Burrow one yeah. full season to get the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Jamar Chase was worried he wasn't even going to be able to see the football at the beginning of the season. Like, do we not realize what the Bengals have had to overcome? Yeah. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one last thing on the Rams, OBJ uh, hats off to him. We love these, like these, these villain stories. Yeah, we love I told to you guys Baker was the problem. We, well, and not even just that. I mean, we just love these villain stories. We put these guys down in, in professional sports and then they just, they, they like, they, I mean, they are, they're, they're the reason they're in the top percentile is because they are that good at the game. OBJ is so yeah. he is he really is. I mean, he has become a solidified. You have you have a guy who would and on any other team would make. Uh, he would be probably far far ahead for the wide receiver one position if he was not playing behind Cooper Cup, who is the best wide receiver in the entire NFL. So you have Cooper Cup, who is his far and beyond the best guy in the wide receiver position, and then you have OBJ right behind him who is making the case for a, a solid wide receiver one on any other team. He is that good. Yeah. And he's showing up when he needs to. He know he's not. He knows right now he's not the yeah. number one, but he's running routes that are yeah. incredibly important and making big catches. And even in such a short amount of time, you've seen the trust that Stafford has in him because he knows Cub's mm-hmm. going to be open. Cub's going to yeah. win every one-on-one matchup. But it's got to, it's almost impossible for a team to defensively cover 
both guys. Like yeah. it, you have, you can only really double one, maybe mm-hmm. two, but then you also have Von Jefferson. If he's healthy, Higby and that other tight end was playing fantastic. The one that subbed in for Higby. Yeah. I, I, so my last two talking points on these games and I'm split one for each is first off my, my heart breaks for Debo Samuel. Like the guy did mm-hmm. everything and just couldn't get it done. I, I don't, I don't, I think I saw the statistic, which was he barely touched the ball in the fourth quarter. Yeah. He, I, th- yeah. I think that's ridiculous. You've been giving it to him all season long. How are you going to take the ball out of his hands and, in the most important game of the year in, in the fourth quarter? And look what he did in the like first three quarters, seven or yeah. rushing with 26 yards four receptions for 72 yards and a touchdown. And one of them was a 44 yard reception. Yeah. I I just think like I'm saying, dude, Kyle Shanahan, he doesn't know how to close out those games when he's got a lead and it's coming back to bite him in the butt time and time again. Um, And then my, my last thing is what in the world was Andy Reid thinking in that second half? Dude, what was he thinking in the first half when they went for second and goal with three seconds left? What was the play they called? Um, it was a little. It was kind of like a screen pass. It was a play action screen oh. pass to uh, Tyreek Hill, I don't but it like wasn't really like a played screen where the uh, line comes off the block. It was yeah. just fake the run, throw it to Tyreek behind the line of scrimmage, and then Eli Apple came and just got him in, and just, yeah, just like I, sit down. I I think that was the momentum change right there. Was that play call? Yeah. With, right, going into going into halftime, like you have to you have to make Mahomes pass it into the end zone okay so what he throws an interception you still go into halftime whereas now you've just deflated you've lost all of that momentum and you wasted a scoring opportunity you didn't even get three points like you trusted patty patty mahomes and then he couldn't even like he didn't even get a touchdown out of it which is sad i that's not i i mean you know it, like like i say the blessing of hindsight that's just not the play i would have called but thank god i will not have to see jackson mahomes anymore <laughs> until next season but I, I'll continue my 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 crusade against him next season. I was just about to ask and how your oh, uh, yeah. how your reaction I'll be was back. to that. <laughs> I'll be. Oh no, I'm very excited. I'm just. I'm very. I mean, like, listen. If I was in his situation and I was and I was popular mm-hmm. and, and rich because my my siblings were very talented at sports, I'm sure that I I I'd probably put up the same kind of videos if it meant that people were going to pay me. <laughs> oodles and oodles of money. I would do that too, but I would I would pray that I'm a nicer person than he is. It just oh that just rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But speaking of next season, dude, I am so I am so pumped for the Falcons to gain control of the South again with this. Uh, oh yeah, most recent news. Granted, it's not set in stone yet. We actually don't know. But let's, Brady, talk, um, just, let's talk about it. Let's talk. He about just it. came out and said he's taking it day by day. I have not retired. There it is. All right. Yeah. So the official comment is he's not rushing to any conclusions yet. Yeah, yeah but it so, kind of for some reason that people don't pay attention to any type of social media and some reason listen to us. Tom Brady yeah. retiring shocked the world. Um, I was actually happy to see it. I I did have a I did tweet out. I was like, hey, you were a great like he was great to watch. I loved watching him. I hate him, Amazing. especially after twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. But he is just, he is, I think, the GOAT. I think it's one of those, the, you know, you're, it's one of those pastimes where the people, like the, the era before us, got to watch Joe Montana, right? Yeah. And they, 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 can, they can confidently say that they saw the greatest of all time play. 
And now we can say that we watched Tom Brady, who is the greatest of this generation, play the sport of football. And it's one of those things where for the Falcons, we're super excited. You know, this is this is going to open up the NFC South just wide open now. But we will never have that opportunity to see Tom Brady play again. Yeah. And, and so we take it with a grain of salt. And you know what's crazy about Tom Brady is in all his year, if you split it up into three, he has three basically Hall of Fame careers. Yeah. I, I swear, if he doesn't, is is the is the NFL, uh, is the Football Hall of Fame like MLB where you're on the ballot for so many years? Yeah, but yes. he's instantly 100% going to be it yeah. on the first ballot. Yeah. But, has so he been. has one discrepancy on his career which would be deflate gate but just looking at what he did that's not going to like stop him from getting in no yeah tom brady so now what Rhett just said he's going taking it day by day so who knows continuing on um let's talk about the coaching carousel this one's actually kind of weird um i am okay with most of these but and i can see the benefit of both of most of them I want Will's opinion on the Nathaniel Hackett hire, offensive coordinator from uh, so from the, Green Bay, from Green the Bay, Packers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I so so Nathaniel Hackett was the the Packers offensive coordinator, and the Broncos just hired him as their next head coach. Uh, I I think that it's too early to tell because there's a question mark at quarterback, and that's one of the reasons that. He had so much success in Green Bay is you have Aaron Rodgers at QB, who is a great quarterback and had so many, uh, so many options with Devontae Adams, with AJ Dillon, with Adam Lazard, with um, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah, just these a crazy amount of firepower. So like the, the, the OC there can do whatever he wants. And here you still have those options with Tim Patrick, Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams running the double RB backfield, but we don't know who is under center. And I think that if we don't get this solidified on the offseason, this is going to be a very rough season for the Broncos. Like, way rougher than this past season was with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B did fine in a new, you know, a new system playing first year for Denver. If he comes back, I'm excited, but I don't know if Teddy B is the long-term answer yet. Like I said, I, I listen, if it is, te- if it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater, I trust Teddy B. Um, and I'm excited to see how Hackett will use him. You know, maybe he'll be able to utilize the, the offense differently than Vic Fangio did as the Broncos head coach. But uh, I, there's, there's still a lot of, a lot of uncertainty up in the air. So really need to figure out who's under center. Um, and we're, and we're seeing rumors flying left and right too, right? We like, we don't even know who, we don't even know if people are retiring or not. So like you have no idea who's going to what teams and you've, and, and just like Denver did this past season, you have no idea who they're going to bring in. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. There's a lot of options. I think if the Rogers thing happened like let's just say Rogers went with him yeah yeah that's a perfect signing absolutely right right. but if not then it's very questionable but we'll see um moving on to the Bears Matt are we are we Eberflus 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 um yeah figure it out later defensive coordinator at the Colts not a bad hire I I think the Bears certainly go with their strong suit 
towards that defense. Let's strengthen that up. Let's build that up. Um, interested to see what happens with the offensive coordinator. We need to get – obviously, there needs to be some offensive line and offensive restructuring um, and building around Justin Fields and what he's able to do. I don't hate this hire. I still think, personally, I would have gone with, like, a the enemy or maybe, like, a Byron Leftwich, something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys that have proved themselves on successful teams consistently. But again, nothing to this man. This man, he has obviously taken the Colts defense to a place they haven't been in a while, and they've been pretty, they were really solid this year. So, not a bad hire. I don't know anything. Carson Wentz, too. Like, don't forget. Yeah. Go ahead, Ari. I don't know anything about Dan Dabble. Anybody else know anything about Dan Dabble from the Giants? Is he Mm -hmm. their GM? No, he's their new head coach. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. I think I'm getting my story switched. Are you switching? You're not talking about the Bears anymore. You're talking about you're talking about the guy who came over from the Giants, or he came over from the Bills. He's the Bills offensive coordinator. Yeah, Dan oh, thought- Dabble for the Giants yeah. head, court, okay, head was, coaching job. I, I was confused. I, I was going to say something about Justin Fields, but oh, so. I apologize. Well, so I mean, just to reiterate for like people listening, the reason that we care about the Bears, like it's not one of our teams, but Justin Fields is one of our guys. He went to. He's from he's from our hometown. He's from Kennesaw, Georgia. Like he went to uh, my and Zach and Artie's high school, and so and he played at Ohio State. Artie, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, so like this, we want this guy to succeed, and so I think that's the reason that we're like we want the best for the Bears. Besides that, like before now, I could not have cared. But yeah, I I, I just want the best for him. I don't uh, care about them at all. I'll only, but Justin Fields made me care about it a little bit just because. We want <clears throat> Harrison represented well. Zach, I am hearing that um, with this with this Bears head coach hiring, there might be a new king of the north. Yeah, just because Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are going to leave. But there are and, and, speculations and, that Aaron Rodgers is staying. Uh, so okay. that makes me before. a little happy. A little yeah, more happy that's tell, not... Next you're going to tell me that he's vaccinated too. Huh? Nah, that I, I won't. I won't ever know. You're going to tell me he has a shot next year? <laughs> it depends what shot you're talking about. Yeah, he doesn't have a shot for the Super Bowl either. We have one more. Oh. The new thing that came out today, Josh McDaniels, head coach for the Vegas Raiders. Where I, where did he can you tell me? He how? was the Patriots offensive Patriots coordinator. Office coordinator. I like okay. him a lot. Okay. I think resume wise, great fit. I think the question mark's gonna be how does Derek Carr handle it? How do the players handle it after they kind of backed up that special teams guy? Does he stay? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. With this hiring, if you're ready to be a head coach and you're deserving of it, I would be interviewing other places if I could. I mean, that's probably not what the Raiders want. And yeah, probably I... not, maybe not what the players want, but I mean, if I was, you know, in near the front of the line, in my opinion, to get a job that I've earned by being the head coach for almost the whole season and some dude from Boston comes and takes my job, I'd be upset. I think Pasachia, right? Pasachia, the the special teams yeah. and uh, head coach that became the interim. Yeah, I I mean he did the best given his cards. Like he got the Raiders to the playoffs. He got them to the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, and they played and so, the team that is now in the Super Bowl. Right, right, and they like they they you know they held the Bengals close. It was a close game, um, and it, I mean it really did come down to the the fourth quarter against the Bengals. And so I, I agree, Artie. Like that organization's just been through so much with John Gruden and Henry Ruggs in the past year. 
um, it, it's kind of like, you know, just like men respecting each other. I really want someone who will like see Derek Carr's worth and at least take care of the team. That team, I just feel has been tossed around, like moved from Oakland in the past years too to Las Vegas. It's, it's just been a mess for them. Yeah. I, I think we'll really see, we'll see what happens though, but I, I, I hope the best for them. The Raiders deserve it. They've been getting better. Derek Carr has clearly proven that he can be elite. He just needs weapons in a, you know, an organization that's willing to be behind him. He had the stats to prove it this year. So I think that's all we got, boys. So I have some more coaching news. Oh, the, Vi- the Vikings are uh, flying Harbaugh in for interviews. Uh, oh, this! Oh my God! For in-person <sighs> interviews now. This will be his second interview with the team. I listen. That's fine. I'm, Get that man out this, of the big pen. This is Ohio second interview. Swamp him again. Yes. I'm seeing no. I'm seeing that he's tied to the Miami job. Miami I has a head coach. What's he gonna do there? Yeah. Who Who have you been hearing this from? The other Dolphins than Ryan? job. The yeah. Dolphins oh, job. The Dolphins. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not. What you were saying, Miami. I haven't seen that though from anybody other than Ryan. I've seen it on Twitter, and so that's the thing is I don't. I literally don't do not know what to believe. Well, I also heard he was going for the Jacksonville job too, but. This one actually okay. has okay, proven that. Okay. No, he there was rumors about him going to Jacksonville at Where? the very beginning once Urban Meyer got fired. Okay, I've oh, seen rumors oh. for a lot of places. The only yeah. credible rumors I have seen are the Vikings job. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know, man. I'm seeing a website rumor. that says it's it, this website's titled Detroit Jock City, Michigan football rumors, Jim Harbaugh headed to the Miami Dolphins, question mark. Seems but like a credible there, source. <laughs> do they have any? Have they interviewed him at all, or talked about interviewing him? Hold on, I just got it open on Google Chrome. Jim Harbaugh lost to his own brother in the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Where were you? We were in high school. <laughs> I don't know, man. I told you, okay. I just recently got into sports. Well, like, like to that this sucks. level, to this level. I, I've That's... mentioned this multiple times, but like to this level. That's really sad that you didn't know that. That was like a fun Super Bowl. Beyonce yeah, performed. The lights went out. Oh, I watched that one. Yeah, Beyonce, dude. Like, oh you my wanna, goodness. Hey, yeah, we should talk about. We should talk about. With let's rank halftime shows. Okay. Top uh, halftime show. Prince is number one. Okay, Beyonce's number one. Prince is number one. Beyonce. J Lo. No, shut up, Zach. No, God. Okay, wait. I have a real quick question for y'all. Oh, it better be about Beyonce. No, but it has something to do about the halftime show. Go ahead. So, is this the closest that Detroit will ever come to a Super Bowl with Matt Stafford mm-hmm. and Eminem? Yeah. Yeah. Talk, didn't, didn't Artie or Zach? I think Zach mentioned that he nope, said that, that, me. that Los Angeles and Detroit are going to be the only people rooting for the Rams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, basically. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but like this is the closest they will ever be with Eminem and Matt Stafford being there. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a, that brings up another question. Do y'all think Matt Stafford will be a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, oh, God. Yes, I do. Ask me in two weeks. What if he doesn't win the Super Bowl? Do you still think he no. has that career? Yes, well, I okay, I don't think that's fair because you have to remember, Jared Goff got the, the Rams to a Super Bowl. But yeah, look so, at so, so. It, but look it, at the rest it, of his Matt career. Stafford, look at Matt right. Ra- Matt Stafford's career. He's done great things. He just hasn't had a team that can help him. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing is that Jared Goff hasn't been in the league for 13 years. Also, Goff was able to ride Gurley to the Super Bowl. Who did Matt Stafford ride there? He didn't have a running back like that. Yeah. No, no, no. Dude. He, was a able, lot of he had to actually pass the ball to the guys. That and on top of it, the defense was better in those years. Yes, the Rams defense is still good. But do you remember how dominant the Rams defense was that year? 
That yeah. was like yeah. they were Aaron Donald's second year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like saying Garoppolo made it to the Super Bowl once and made it this far once. Was he, he getting I mean, carried there? No, I mean, like uh, yeah, Jimmy G. Like Jimmy G's. Jimmy G's not bad. He's just. Yes, he is. Are we, yes, are he sure? is. Do you yes, remember when is. Tannehill got carried in the playoffs last year? Was anyone praising him because Derrick Henry? No, Matt no. Stafford got there because of Matt Stafford. Golf got there because of Gurley in the defense. Exactly. We just talked about. Okay, listen, 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 listen. I am fully aware that Matt Stafford's that good of a QB. All right, like we we just mentioned. I just mentioned how he's got the two best wide receivers in the game. Yeah, but there's a difference between a wide receiver and a running back. A running back, you just right, hand the ball right. off. Right. For wide receivers, like those wide receivers have had the seasons that they've had because uh, Stafford's able to get them the ball. Also, Cup is like one of the best wide receivers, but he's not like Hopkins where you can just throw the ball in a direction and Hopkins can jump all the way up in the air and grab it. Cup is a great route runner, but the ball has to be placed there. It's not like he's just throwing it up to a Megatron who can no, jump exactly. over everybody. Exactly. And so, I mean, I, I guess I will. Yeah. You, I mean, if you want to, if you want to spin it that way, I, I, you know what, right. I can agree with that. I can agree okay. with that. Matt Stafford, that Matt Stafford got Matt Stafford this far. Mm -hmm. And also just the length of his career that he's been able to do it. Look at what he was able to do in at the lions, like the stats he was able to put up with literally no one around him after Megatron retired. He didn't really have anybody on the team. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. just looking at those stats for that length puts him in the hall of fame. Other and, and, than the but, years he's gotten hurt, he's thrown for almost 30 touchdowns this season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think though, I, I mean, it's funny how teams are like the teams at the top of the NFL are, are supposed to be, leagues ahead of the teams at the bottom of the nfl and then we see like late season upsets that happen like we see we uh, oh yeah Artie, the lions Artie. beat the packers yeah, yeah but i was gonna say Artie, Artie trying to tell us about the colts yep he's trying to tell us the colts he's trying to tell us about the colts the colts, about the colts. We, th we had written it off but we yeah. didn't we didn't take into account that they would be just giving the ball to carson wentz yeah yeah he yeah. couldn't even keep his own ankles healthy how was he supposed to carry the team yeah how do that you guy, how do you sprain both ankles at once dude, I don't know. We've gotten over this a lot. We really have. Like it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I I think Matt Stafford winning the Super Bowl will solidify his career in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think it'll make yeah. the, I think it'll make it an easy an easy converse, an easier conversation. I wouldn't say solidify, yeah. but I think that 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 you'd be like you'd have you have to recognize that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he'll have thrown yeah. for over fifty thousand yards before he gets there, so that'll be a big thing. Yeah, dude, Jared Goff is one year older than us. He was born October nineteen ninety four. I can probably throw yeah. it a lot better. Yeah, he's <laughs> got twenty. Like, is it, it that that guy? That guy's doing well. All right, it's incredible. I think that does it. Good episode. We'll see y'all next was time. Fun. All right, guys, go Bills. Have we signed Freddie yet? Nope, still waiting. Don't make me cry. Damn it! <laughs> Imagine if we have to watch a Super Bowl and then the lockout ends like the next day and someone swoops and signs Freddie. I I might. I'm not going to say anything irrational, but... There's I'm nothing like, that I want more than the lockout to end and Freddie to be signed to us within like 10 seconds. Yeah, me too. That would be awesome.